But what I'm saying is that when you're 100% happy with yourself, you're always going to be happy no matter what. But if you're going through problems, those underlining problems are going to resurface into the new relationship. Have you ever experienced uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, or Timeline Therapy or Hypnosis yourself? I have not. Is it something that you might be open to? Yes. The quality of your health, your immune system, and even your skin. I want to know all about it. Since we have a few books that I've written recently, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy, and of course, our other book, Acne Be Gone for Good. Jenny, you've been in the modeling industry for quite a while, and you certainly are one that uh, I think has your opinions. When you meet someone who has nice glowing skin, what do you think about them? I think that they're really healthy. They Uh exercise. Yeah. They get enough sleep, have an amazing sex life. And you're happy. Wow. So when you see someone who maybe has acne or inflammation or pimples or breakouts, what are your thoughts when you see an individual My with that situation? My thoughts from personal experience are that they're not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Their food regimen intake is terrible, poorly okay. low. And that's pretty much it. So with that being said, when you think about love and happiness do you think when you're in love do you maybe pay more attention to personal grooming and maybe healthier diet or do some people just kind of depending on the individual they don't really pay as much attention i mean what do you think about that i mean when you're in the midst of a, a new relationship and you're in love or you're pursuing a new relationship your your first second third dates i mean what's going on through your head well, you're happy, so you want to look your greatest. Right. And you want to stay fit, of course. So you don't want them running around. <laughs> okay. And and when you say running around, what do you mean? Cheating like, on you. Oh, Hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have yeah. all these social media platforms that unfortunately make it very, very difficult to date nowadays. Ah, it is it is a different world, isn't it? So when you're in a position of of being your, your personal best don't you think that when someone says he hurt my feelings or she hurt my feelings, is it something that you've kind of put out there to have a situation that amplifies that? Is it possible that people are reading more into certain things that they're getting and, and maybe that other person's having a bad day or they're, they're just not interpreting what's going on at that time? Correct. I absolutely agree. Um, but with throughout the years and just, you know, dating and stuff like that, right. I've came to the realization that it all lies within us. You know, if you're happy where you're at in your life, in your career path, you're pretty much happy all around. But if there's little things that need fixing or a lot of people, even like myself, you know, there's times where you don't feel that you look good enough or you want to lose a little bit of weight, or in some cases, like mine, gain it sometimes. But what I'm saying is that when you're 100% happy with yourself, you're always going to be happy no matter what. But if you're going through problems, those underlining problems are going to resurface into the new relationship. Have you ever experienced uh, NLP, neurolinguistic programming, or timeline therapy, or hypnosis yourself? I have not. 
Is it something that you might be open to? Yes. Okay. And with that being understood, what would you say would be a principal emotion that you find showing up in your life more than you would like? Something that's really difficult for you to deal with, whether it be anger or sadness or hurt or jealousy or any of those emotions of concern to you. And they tend to show up more than you would like. Uh, jealousy a little bit and, you know, working more on my self-confidence because again, there's so many platforms and avenues that we're looking at every day. So we are constantly comparing ourselves like, so that's definitely another one. Right. So that being said, if you're having a situation, if, if you think about, uh, jealousy, so what do you think about, the definition of jealousy. Jealousy is implying that you or I have the ability to control the other person's thoughts and or actions, right? I mean, that, that that's essentially what we're hoping Correct. to avoid situations to maybe uh, not have them do certain things that would upset you, right? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we open up that belief that maybe, how would we turn a positive spin on that? Put yourself in this situation. Let's say it's a long-lost friend that you've known and you were very close to, but you're currently in a dating situation, but this person comes into your life and wants to catch up to you and, and have a good time. Well, maybe the situation such that you don't have that communication yet going with this person you're currently dating, but this person from the past you know very well and you would really like to catch up just for the sake of, hey, I miss you and I really want to get together. So what if you turn that around and we're thinking about his situation where someone comes into his life, the initial thoughts might be what? If you're insecure and you're feeling jealous, what would be, what would be the kind of thoughts that might go through your head? Upset that they're going to cheat on you for sure. Okay. And what if this person really that you're dating loves you, cares about you, expects to be with you and yet you haven't quite defined what those boundaries are. Uh, maybe you've been insecure to say, hey, look, I'd really rather, if you're going to get together, that I be there or that you feel as if I'm there and you understand that it would be uncomfortable for me to know that you would cheat on me. But I'm fine with you having a good time and talking and enjoying yourself. No, I feel that the past needs to stay in the past unless there's children involved. And you absolutely have to co-parent that child. Okay. Wouldn't you say that 50 to 70% of uh, individuals who who, uh, who you meet who have children, obviously, there's a situation where they are co-parenting because there's so many divorced single moms and single dads, right? Correct. Okay. So what goes through your mind when you're in this position and during that state of jealousy, have you ever felt like you wanted to yell at this person that you're close to or really get upset or angry? I mean, what, what, what kind of reactions go through your mind when you're in that state of jealousy? Angry. I become very standoffish. Oh. I don't return phone calls. I won't text back. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Full on out. All right. So is it of concern that if you were to do the opposite, would it be almost as if you re you were rewarding that behavior and it would cause you some insecurity that it may reinforce that that's okay uh what would what would happen in that situation 
well, it'd be wrong all around. But if the opposite party's doing it, then that means that you're giving your partner the right to do it as well. So my whole thing is don't do to others what you don't want done to yourself. Okay. All right. So let's say your partner agrees with everything you just said, and yet they still want to hang out with this person. Sayonara. See you later. On to the next. So is it possible that a person could, if, if they have fairly high values, could adhere to those boundaries? Are you concerned that even if they got together and they didn't make love with each other, that they were having some intense feelings about each other, having a good time without you? Correct. And the temptation's always going to be there. You know, you are opening that door of opportunity for something to happen. There's obviously been sexual tension and chemistry in the past with the two individuals. So I feel like it would definitely carry on, especially after having a drink. Okay. So would it benefit you? Have you ever seen that um, approaching, when you said sayonara, that's pretty tough. So you would be breaking up a relationship if the fact is that, let's say this person's reasonably good looking, well-to-do, has a good income, has his act together. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be dating him to begin with. And so it's not like this guy's at the bottom of the rung. He's, he's probably someone that's fairly desirable and others find him desirable for whatever, all the reasons that we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So that being said, is it possible that you might be walking away from certain relationships that otherwise would be worth maybe maintaining and keeping? If the respect factor level isn't going to be there, it's not going to work for me. But if things are talked about, you know, and looked at prehand, then that's a completely different story. So that being said, if, if you and I were to take a world that takes love at a higher level, and, and what do you think about the emotion of love? What is love? What is the definition, let's say, of unconditional love, if there is such a thing? How would you define unconditional love? Sticking with your partner, you know, through thick and thin, working things out, not just throwing in the towel, but most importantly, communication. I feel like communication is the key all around. Okay. So let's assume that you have formed this relationship with this individual. You have what you define as unconditional love. What would you consider to be as um, uh, controlling love? Is there such a thing? And how would you define, have you ever been in a relationship where someone wanted to control your every call, your every text, Absolutely. your every move, and really didn't trust you and even had the words of, you know, or, or the actions of jealousy? Absolutely. I had a stalker. He was a hacker. And it was terrible. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was very, very bad. He went into my iCloud, all my contacts. He was texting people at home from his computer. He had hacked everything. Okay. That belonged to me. Okay. Had that, do you think that that caused an amplification of the situation where it may even exacerbated your tendencies based on what he did to you? Did you find it was easier for you to deal with jealousy after that relationship or it got better? Well, it got better in the sense that I learned what. I do like and don't like and what I'm willing to put up with and what I'm not willing to put up with that person. Okay. So it definitely taught, you know, greater lesson. Okay. So if you were to then 
struggle with this emotion, which it seems to be a fairly high level. Since I, I can talk to you from personal experience as well, I struggled with that emotion. It was one of the most um, painful emotions that I can think of that I had ever experienced. And certainly all the things that you mentioned, anger, uh, distrust, I mean, just probably the worst type of emotions come out. It's like mm -hmm. I, I, I could see nothing uh, of, of nice uh, endpoints to, to suggest that I was benefiting in, in any way from that, you know? So there was a point where I started moving forward with my life and thinking that what if every relationship that I were to consider to enter into, that not only that it wasn't blind trust, but I accepted and I understood chemistry and human attraction and you know whatever that includes whether you know someone wants to hug someone that they have seen for a long time and yeah sure that chemistry is probably still present what's the worst that could happen I mean you think about it first off is it that you would be concerned that not only would that person say be with this other person but they would break it off with you for whatever reason they're no longer with that person and maybe they've already reassured you that look I'm gonna stay with you honey I just want to go visit um, and, and see this person. So when, when you, in relationships, there's a, there's a term and it's called flexibility. And there's a point where maybe flexibility is fairly strong as compared to controlling love. Because controlling love, if we believe that we can control the other person's thoughts, actions, and, and behaviors, then that's going to be a fairly tough thing to, to live through or live with over the long haul. I, look, I, I have Latin blood. I, I mean, I come from a world of, you know, this is what it is. Don't turn and look at that girl. You know, this is, this is, this is fair. This is fighting uh, words, you know, or uh, a look that should not be done. And at the other time, I, I, when you find that place, you go back to a place in your life where maybe something hurtful came out of jealousy because usually with jealousy it happens because someone breaks up with you and they they go off with someone else that or somebody's cheating on you yes right right and so again so if if the definition of the relationship has already been defined and you know the parameters and this person is someone that you have by definition, unconditional love, which means you would love them under all conditions, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much under all conditions. Except cheating conditions. Okay. So <laughs> you, you've defined that very, very, very directly. What if under these situations you were to put a softening effect on the word jealousy or anger or hurt or, or cheating? Because you're, you, particularly this is a very uh, painful word for you. I mean, it, it's coming on strong but if you could soften that word and and recognize that maybe there's some room for more love in your heart and your and your definition that it may bring you closer to this other person in some regards is that possible not at this time okay so some emotions you may want to hang on to because you feel safe and if you hang on to them it's a way of protecting. But there's something deeper that's really going on. And what, what would that be? At a deeper level, is there something internally that you feel that there's a reason 
that you don't feel that a person could fully fall in love with you and commit to you 100%. And even to the point where, look, I don't need to see this person. It's no big deal to me, honey. If, if it bothers you, I'm not going to go. And all that being said, is there something deeper going on of security or insecurity or you know dealing with some kind of love relationship? Can you ever say that you've ever actually been in an incredible relationship where you were madly in love, both of you? And committed 100% um, to the point where, you know, it, you, you felt this was the greatest thing that had ever happened. And it lasted a fairly long time. I've been there. I've been in that situation where, you know, the relationship was amazing. We were together for a really long time. And unfortunately, he started hanging out with a friend of his, which he ended up cheating on me with. And she was a lot heavier set than I am. So that's where a lot of the insecurities came in oh. after that. Because as a woman, you start to ask yourself, you know, what was it? Was I not good enough in bed? Do I not look great? Is he into heavier set women? You know, and it's a lot of things that start racing in your mind that you're trying to figure this out. And it's a trauma, you know, it's a trauma. And it's something very, very difficult to cope with and to deal with, especially when, you know, I'm not bashing the girl, but I would compare myself to her and I'd ask people and they're like, what was he wearing? Beer goggles? Like, you know, what was wrong with him? So that's the underlining part of why I'm like, there's no need for you to rekindle or reconnect with your exes or the past. Leave that where it belongs. Okay, so that's, that's the origin. And that's important to understand because once you know the origin, here's the learning of which, I'm going to use this language, once you understand what occurred, it doesn't necessarily mean in the future you may not make a decision that's in your best interest or not because you always have to be aware and conscious and not blind. You, love isn't blind. You have to be aware. But at the same time, it may very well be reducing the likelihood of opening up your heart completely. And full love is, is like beyond imagine a level of, if you were to think of a love that we'd all appreciate and understand at a spiritual level as well on all facets physical spiritual emotional i mean it's it was once said that if you can meet six human needs of the other individual that would be like the perfect mate and if you just meet two of the six human needs uh, security and variety and personal growth and supporting the other person in contribution and just those are four of the six you would be in a relationship that's a keeper. It, if you're not meeting but only one of the six needs, then it's likely that relationship isn't going to last very long. So that being said, timeline therapy is something that artfully can help a person go back into the past a day before this particular incident occurred, so long as there wasn't another incident before it, we would just explore that. And we would then look for a word opposite of jealousy, which that I would leave up to you. If you were to choose a word, what would that word be that would be exact opposite of jealousy? Love. Okay. 
And what kind of love would you attach to that? Is there any other word besides? Happiness, security. Okay. All right. So have you heard of a loving relationship ever being boring and it's always the same thing and always predictable and always exactly the same and everything happens the same? Is there a tendency in the human spirit to sometimes like variety? I'm not suggesting you're variety wanting to have different girls or guys, you know, involved in everything. Maybe I am, but maybe I'm not. But the point is, I'm saying when we talk about variety, you know, is it something that you or I could come to a consensus that this love is a very powerful word? Not to be taken lightly. I mean, we're talking deep, unconditional love. I mean, when you look into this person's eyes, you're like, oh, I look forward to seeing this person. This is this is the person I love very much. And I'll do anything to be with them, do anything for them, to support them in their values, goals, and dreams. And recognizing that even the book by Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich. Have you, you've heard of Napoleon heard of Hill? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a book he also wrote called Outwitting the Devil. Oh, wow. And it was never allowed to be published or released for 75 years after he had passed because the family was too concerned that what would get out would uh, cause turmoil. Oh, wow. And he talked about love, and he talked about love that it's the most powerful force on the planet and that it doesn't necessarily have to be controlling love, but love also can be something we can feed upon, and he used the words transmute, transmute love into almost any action to make you better in business, better as a, as a parent, better in your approach to health, uh, better in building the immune system, just because love, we believe, is probably the highest vibrational energy force on the planet. There, I, don't think, I, I don't think there's anything stronger than, than, than love itself. W- would you agree? I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you say that anger and jealousy are amongst the lowest emotions that you would do almost anything to avoid uh, under almost any condition? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. And, and because of that, those negative emotions are hurtful. They're hard on your emotion, on your immune system, on the quality of your life, on your joy and your ability to derive meaning in life and purpose. So all of those reasons would tell you that when we make a decision about those two emotions and we're going to allow one of the emotions to take the front position and let the other emotion go now and forever, understanding that the letting go of that emotion will allow you to preserve the meaning of which if that situation or condition shows up again you'll be able to make proper decisions yet you'll be free to be happier in your life than you've ever been in your life would you accept that possibility in your conscious mind in this state in an agreement as we discuss i would okay amazing okay Mm -hmm. so that being said if i were to ask you if you think back to a time you bought your first car and you like this car what direction would you point if you were to point to your past? And I can just set this book down for a moment because we're going to do a little process that I say a little process, but it may very well give you some very empowering feelings that allows you to open up your heart to even better future, shall we say, quality relationships. 
right? So if you were to point, if I were to ask you now in a relaxed, calm state, which direction would you point to your past? Behind me. Behind you. And if I were to ask you something were to happen in the coming week, you have a film shoot coming up, which direction would you point if I were to ask you where is uh, your, your uh, future? Forward. Okay. And so that means, and that's, that's right, because each person has a timeline that's different for each person. And for you, that's normal to say that your future is this way and your past is that way. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as you do what we call uh, a timeline, and we go through this timeline together. Get yourself kind of relaxed. And <laughs> I know you're just coming back from a film shoot, so you're a little bit dressed to, <laughs> to the max and everything. And, uh, but I do want you to trust in the process. And we're going to simply count downward. And with each number, you're going to simply first relax your body. And then we're going to go through and relax your mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to first also ask you this question in a relaxed state, at what point did this first emotion of jealousy occur in your timeline? Because everything that's ever happened in your life has occurred and recorded from the moment you were born moving forward. Literally every single emotion at this stage in your life uh, has been and will continue to be monitored and followed by a slow recording and that slow recording, sit in a little closer to me, that slow recording is something that you and I have a permanent memory of. Even if I were to ask you now what that memory is, you would say that if I were to drop back to that memory, we, we could find that memory. So the question is, did this emotion of jealousy which we'll attach anger to, but we'll talk about the jealousy. Did it occur uh, as a teenager, uh, a young, younger than, uh, as a child? Uh, maybe a parent chose something over you, over another, because it's important that we go back to the first event, even if it is before that event with this particular boyfriend that had that situation. So is it possible even... Um, you know, as an infant, some people believe possibly in a past life, but where would you, as you think about it, just nod your head in agreement, where do you think, or you can state to me, at what state did this first emotion of jealousy or anger occur? I'd say between the ages of eight and nine. Okay, very good. It's important from a theory of gestalt, which is a psychological evaluation of meaning, that each time a situation comes up that causes jealousy and anger, it, it amplifies each time and it gets worse and worse. And then till we have a cumulative effect of all of these events of which collectively makes this emotion almost a dominant emotion. And what we're going to do is go back into the timeline, almost like taking a, a group of books and go back to the first book and the second book and just kind of let them go because you're carrying too much baggage with you. And that baggage that you're carrying with, I would propose, is holding you back, and it would be nice to just let them go and replace them with the whole idea of, of mastering love and, more importantly, intimacy at a deep level, where you're very trusting of this individual, not blindly, but trusting of them enough that you open up your heart at the appropriate time 
And if you're ready to do so, we're going to go through that process, and it'll be a very simple process. So hypnosis is nothing where you'll not be aware or understanding or following anything that I'm doing or teaching. Mm -hmm. It's something that occurs that will follow through, and as you just be a little closer, sir. As you follow through this process, you're going to go through a series of, of steps that those steps will allow your mind at the unconscious level, where 99% of all decisions occur. At the, at the conscious level, only 1% occur. So we run programs, and these programs sometimes are very harsh programs that interfere with our ability to communicate. And you told me that communication is one of your highest values. And Correct. at this stage, communication may be taking a second stage or step, particularly when you're evaluating situations and uh, probabilities. So that being said, uh, with this in mind, we're going to utilize emotions that you already appreciate, have experience, being love, and the other negative emotion of which, when let go, will let you free now and forever moving forward for the rest of your life. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> now, what we need to do as we count downward from five, I'm going to have you just kind of relax your body. And as we count down with your eyes open or closed, it's up to you. Either way will work. Five, you're 10 times more relaxed than you've been before. Four, you're now 100 times more relaxed than you've ever been before. Three, you're 1,000 times more relaxed, allowing your breathing, your body, your muscles to relax fully. Two, completely now letting go of all feelings of tension and relaxation is your primary feeling. And as you breathe gently and softly, one, you're now fully and deeply relaxed. Now we're going to relax your mind. Five, your mind is 10 times more relaxed than it's ever been. Four, deeper, a thousand times more relaxed. Three, a million times more relaxed. One, now fully relaxed, fully and accepting. And as you now take a moment to float up above the room, like a child in hypnosis, children can pretend and we're going to pretend. You're floating up above like a hot air balloon above the clouds, above the sky. Now you're going up so far back into your past, into the, into the past high enough that you're now above the stars a day before that eight-year-old event. Not in the event, but a day before it ever occurred, so it never actually occurred. Looking down at the event, when you get there, let me know. You can nod your head. Okay. Mm -hmm. As you're there, I want you to now accept that at that time, as a young child, those individuals who are in your presence or not created a situation that created a feeling of hurt or anger, particularly jealousy, Maybe someone was chosen over you or a condition or situation. You probably remember it very well. And as you remember that situation, I want you to reevaluate that that situation occurred at that time because those individuals involved may or may have not had a full understanding and appreciation of its psychological impact on you or not. And at that situation, they and really did not intend to, and even if they did, you're prepared to let go of that emotion now and forever 
and let a new emotion pour through the top of your head, through all the cells of your body. And as you close your eyes and allow this emotion of love to pour through all the cells of your body, soaking and bathing, bathing and soaking, all the cells warm and feeling, letting go of those feelings of cold, insecure, jealous, hurtful, and as you let go, now and forever, letting this be the new emotion, now and forever, deeper now, deeper, more relaxed, and letting love take on a new meaning of unconditional love. By definition, by communication, sometimes those communications change. Sometimes we have a new discussion with our significant other that alters or improves that level of intimacy and love and heightened energy, the highest and most powerful energy on the planet. No higher than love. And this love is so powerful that it'll start to spread when you see other individuals and you smile. And when you smile and you think about your mate and or your future mate and how that will have an impact on his and your life together now and forever. And as you feel that experience, letting go now forever as you float back into the room of jealousy, letting go of that emotion and letting love being the prevailing emotion, nod your head as soon as you feel that you're prepared to make that new decision. Very good. And as you enter into the room fully now, accepting and free of that unwarranted emotion of jealousy that really never served you properly. It only created tension and issues for you that at this stage, you've now decided to accept the highest level of spiritual love, compatibility, allowing you to contribute, not just to that significant other, but to the world as well as we see, because we see and we feel and we hear all feelings of love that filter through and become a highest level of communication. Understanding the love languages of kinesthetic, of feel, knowing that your mate likes to be held and touched and kissed, and maybe that's what you enjoy as well, and it brings a smile to your face, even thinking about it. And even if it's some visual aspect of getting ready and getting dressed up, going out of the town, buying something special for your significant other or vice versa, that's a visual action or acts of service when you're significant others overwhelmed and can't quite keep up with all their demands in life with all the stress that we experience you just think of one extra thing to do for that individual that will just help them in their life and we call that acts of service and of course none but at least auditory and speaking in a tone a tonality that's loving and caring and telling this individual how often that you love them even if it's five years into the future with this person 10 years into the future 15 20 years do you see yourself moving into the future with this individual bonded together possibly having a child together or not and being in a loving situation where you face conditions and situations and op obstacles which there will be many but you will grow strong and happier together and in the future a situation occurs that maybe would have caused you distress or concern is now basically communicated upon and nothing more than acknowledged that you allow love to be the prevailing emotion and if that's so nod your head very good Come into the room, Jenny, fully released of that old unwarranted emotion, letting love being the 
prevailing new powerful emotion that it's always needed to and I know you've brought up that situation in the past but it no longer is of importance to you because that person at that time had their own issues and conditions and situations and beliefs and values and we now know that Trying to control someone else's beliefs, emotions, and actions at times is not always going to happen. And in many regards, in our future, it sometimes is more important to be aware of our own emotions, which we are fully in control of. Whether we attach an emotion of hurt, anger, or upset, we now are ready to let go of that. The moment it pops up, we flick our finger, we think, I am letting go of that emotion. I'm letting love prevail. I'm letting myself be calm, happy, and relaxed. Three, two, one, you'll count three, two, one. I'm letting love be the prevailing emotion. Three, two, one, I'm not letting jealousy occur. Three, two, one, it is now a permanent part of my life. Open your eyes now, fully and appreciatively accepting or not how do you feel jenny amazing i feel accepted beautiful mm -hmm. wow that's powerful you want that to continue to yes. fe feel accepted yes accepted is what we all want thank you accepted is what we all need and accepted is a decision we make internally that's where it starts because once that other person feels that we are accepted, then we always will be accepted by that person. And even in the conditions and situations that come up, we'll have learned new skills to communicate and not hold them within. Because it's difficult to have an emotion that isn't dealt with. And it's better to express those emotions and explore those emotions together. And if it does mean that the two people have to part and go their ways, then that's what will happen but it would be under full consent and understanding and not one without it's a unilateral or one-way decision that didn't involve the other person because there could have very well been some logical or reasonable decision or purpose. Correct. Now I'm ready for a nap. So what's the next emotion? Because usually when you let go of an emotion like that, there's something behind it. And there could be sadness. There could be fear. Fear. Yeah. Fear of it not working out. Sure. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a short break and we're going to let, uh, for those of you who want to deal with fear, which is a, a big one for most people. In fact, I would honestly have to say for all of us, and when you deal with fear, the way Jenny has dealt with one of her biggest emotions, we're going to embark upon letting go of fear and we're going to discuss What's the opposite of fear? Go through the same process. And generally speaking, you have to let go of three or four or five negative emotions, replacing them with the new empowering emotion. And then you're cleared. I won't say for life, but at least it'll last you a good, like if you did house cleaning for six months, help. you know, maybe you need a tune up six months or a year from now. There might be some backslides and here and there, but you now know a new rule, three, two, one. I'm going to replace that upset feeling with happiness. Three, two, one. I'm no longer going to be fearful. 